did you learn about your mother that you didn't know when you were producing Ethel? Well, you know, I went into the film, obviously, with a, a lot of knowledge about my mother and a lot of appreciation for who she is as a person, what she's lived through, and I, you know, knew a lot of the stories and kind of what her, her I guess, narrative, right, her, her story um, points, but I think it, it's so rare for any of us to sit down with our parents and be able to ask them all the questions that, you know, we've always wanted to ask. And so, of course, in five days I sat with her, I was able to um, get a deeper and richer understanding. Uh, I, you know, one example, I think, would be um, uh, Jimmy Hoffa, right? I've always read that story and kind of looked at it through the perspective of my father and him standing up to Jimmy Hoffa and and but you know in making this film talking to my siblings and my mother asking them what it was like you know there was so much there was I, I didn't appreciate the level of threats mm -hmm. that were happening towards my mother and the children during that time and then you see in the film you know the reporter who had had acid thrown in his face and the real um, effects of those threats on other people. And so I came to appreciate what my mother was going through and the children were going through at a different level. Also, I'm the youngest of 11, and so, you know, my sister Kathleen is 18, almost 19 years older than I am, so her experiences growing up were very different than mine. So, you know, in talking to her and some of the older siblings and getting their perspective, what it was like during that time or during this, these, all these times, there were a lot of insights into, you know, both who my mother was and what they lived through that, you know, I came away with that I didn't have going into it. Um, when you started going into the film and making it, what did you want the world to see about that? It was really simple. You know, first of all, the film um, came to be because HBO approached me to do it. I was very resistant, and I said no three times, and then Sheila was very persistent. And so then I figured I'll ask my mother, and she'll say no. And then, of course, you know, my mother said yes. So, um, so then I did it, but it, it wasn't... It wasn't a film that I particularly wanted to make, in other words, right? <laughs> I had to make it. <laughs> I was forced to make it. No, but I, I'm glad that I did, and, and I'm glad my mother said yes, and I'm glad she asked me to do it, but it was not, in other words, it wasn't like I went in there with a particular agenda. That said, once it, I, you know, I was on the trajectory to actually make the film, and part of the reason why I, I did want to make the film is because I do feel like my mother has a story to be told and it hasn't been told. She's never written a book. She hasn't done, you know, an interview that really covers her life ever. So, and we've encouraged her to do that and she was always resistant. So I felt like it's not going to happen unless I do this and it should be done. So, so that was part of it. And, and, and so a big part for me is just presenting my mother to people who haven't had a chance to meet her or to know her or to understand her story. And I think with my family, there's a lot of uh, attention to the men in the family, right? And, and rightly so. I mean, there's some extraordinary, you know, people who've done extraordinary things, but I think it's also nice to bring attention to 
some of the women, and my mother, you know, played a hugely important role and, and has not gotten that level of attention or understanding, and I think that it adds something to the mix. I mean, I find the women in your family and your mother's role so fascinating also, and something that so many women relate to in terms of um, having a partner and a husband with enormous potential and where your role fits into that. When you're sitting around a table with my siblings, like we're all like, <laughs> like our feet are twitching and we're all moving and you know, you're, you're with people who have a lot of energy mm -hmm. and I think it's um, inherent to us, it's genetic. And do you think it's part of getting things done, the amount of accomplishment? I think it helps to have a lot of energy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, life takes energy, and you have kids and work, and you know, and you're getting up early and trying to fit it all in. And if you're tired or lethargic, that makes it harder. Much harder. It's just amazing watching the film. The balance between, I mean, most people don't have eleven children, so right to have such a big career publicly and have that number of children when. You know, women who say read Forbes Women are saying, well, I don't know if I can do it all. And you look at your mother and you're like, uh, well, yes, you can. You know? <laughs> right. You know, it's interesting watching the film and thinking about you coming into the world after your father's death and then documenting that transition and also growing up uh, walking in that, in that life. Can you talk a little bit about what that was like, or what it is like today? Well, it's all I've known, so, you know, it's it's my world, and it seems very normal and natural to me, um, and I've never lived outside of it, so I've only lived inside of it, so, you know, it's, um, I think mostly it's, you go through the day with your own, with the same, you know, needs and desires as pretty much everybody else in the world. I have three children and, you know, you get their diapers changed and you get them off to school and, you know, you go through life and, and I continue to meet people in very obscure places. I might go to South America or Africa or hills of Appalachia and I, you know, continue to meet people who were impacted by my father or my uncle Jack or my uncle Teddy or my aunt Eunice or, you know, people in our family and it's so touching and moving to see that effect and the the love and admiration that so many people have you know and it's very humbling and and um, just touching for me um, I love the part in the movie when you said to your mo mother something like you raised us you know you carried on um, this work what would you say to readers um, in terms of uh, leadership sounds like such a dry term but but courage and ideas and and you know generating fresh thinking that your mother shared with you that you've carried into your work well you know my mother is um, really didn't go through life telling me or the brothers and sisters, you should do this or you should do that. She just, she was a role model because she just did it, you know, and, and both when she was with my father, she was, 
And w one of the reasons why the film focuses so much, you know, of the, the time with my father is because going through the archival footage, she was always in the footage. She's in all of the footage that I look through because she showed up and she was present and she was there. And, and even though she was there, um, you know, for me, she brought me to school every day. She picked me up. She went to all my games and, you know, she showed up, right? And she, you know, when Cesar Chavez called, so on a hunger strike, we come break bread with me, gets on a plane, all of us get on the plane with her, you know, we all go out to California and break bread with Cesar Chavez, and those are amazing memories and, and moments, right, that impact our lives. So I think the kind of going out and doing things and showing up and being there is hugely important. Mm -hmm. and. Um, and, you know, she also, I mean, there was one story I'll share. When we were younger, 13 or 14 years old, um, my brother Douglas and I would watch the news, you know, nightly. And at that time, there was a lot of attention towards what was going on in the anti-apartheid movement in South Africa. And so one day, you know, Douglas said, you know, I think we should get arrested. And I was like, yeah, we should get arrested. Because to protest, and it was happening in Washington. And he said, well, you should tell mommy that we're going to get arrested. And I said, no, you tell mommy. She likes you better. No, she likes you better. And so we were like, OK, well, we'll just go tell her at breakfast. You know, we'll just both go in tomorrow morning. And so at breakfast, we went in and we said, you know, everything's going on in South Africa, and we want to get arrested. And she was like, great. Get in the car. We'll go down there now. And she drove us down, you know, to the embassy. And she was like, walk over that line. And we got arrested. And she couldn't have been prouder. Oh, that's <laughs> so, so you know, she she has a uh, she has a comfort in protesting, which is great. <laughs> yeah. and it, and it seemed and, to emanate from yeah. just even that early film footage of her. Yeah, I mean, she was really it was her nature, and she was uh, in tune with her nature. I just wanted to talk about New York a little bit, and um, you've worked a lot in New York. I've watched mm -hmm. a documentary about Indian Point. Um, or just New York State. Um, can you talk a little bit about your favorite things about New York and working in New York City? I love New York. New York is home to me. I, I don't live here right now, but I hope to come back. And um, we, uh, my husband and I, you know, um, lived here and lived in the city and then moved to Brooklyn Heights and ultimately to Park Slope, where we still have a house. Um, and we still come out to Long Island during the summers and trek back from California. And I absolutely negotiated that if we're going to go out there. We got to come back Shelter Island during the summer. Um, so this, you know, this feels like home to us. It's where our family is, and you know, such close friends here. And um, I have so many memories um, from from a very young kid coming here with my mother um, and counting the yellow cabs from the, from the, from the hotel uh, windows when I was a kid. Some of my first memories are that. And um, anyway, it's, it's, I, love, I love New York. Can you tell me a little bit about, um, I was reading about the ceremony for renaming um, the bridge, the RFK bridge. Oh, yeah. What was that like? That was fantastic. It was so great. I mean. You know, my father was Senate, a senator from New York, and 
my sister Carrie lives here, Bobby lives here, you know, my cousin Caroline lives here, my brother Douglas lives here. We have a lot of ties to the state, and um, it's just wonderful to be able to go over the bridge and 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 have it called the Robert F. Kennedy Bridge. And I, my father, you know, felt very close to the to New York and to New Yorkers and and um, and so we feel like this state has a long history of our family being connected to it and it's so nice to have something so significant um, you know to remember my father and the contributions he made and um, and to remind young people what he stood for and who he was and I think the naming of a bridge can do that in a really significant way so it was very moving it was really wonderful